We are celebrating our two-year anniversary. While this podcast has been running for a year, our platform at The Performer Journals on social media has been running for two years, giving free industry advice to anyone and everyone 24-7. So we are celebrating and we're celebrating in a big way. We currently have a giveaway on our Instagram. Head to at The Performer Journals to give yourself a chance of winning some amazing prizes. We also have some very exciting things coming up over the next few weeks to also celebrate our two-year anniversary so to make sure you don't miss out head to at the perform journals on instagram Today's episode is a chat with Hayley May. Now, Hayley May was on our show a couple of weeks ago and runs her own podcast called New Heights and Stage Lights. We were featured on her show and she interviewed me with some great questions about rejection, self-development and social media. So I thought this would be a really helpful tool and a really helpful episode to put out on my show as well. I really hope you like it. Let's get on with the show. Hi, how are you? I'm really good, thank you, my love. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Oh my gosh, of course. I was just explaining how we actually met. So you actually had me over on your Instagram. No, not on your Instagram. It was on a Zoom um, to go onto your podcast. And now here we are doing the opposite thing. I just, guys, I just fell in love with Bethany. She's just, the energy is insane. Her hustle is amazing. So I wanted to share a bit about you and let people hear the amazingness that is that is you. So thank you so much for taking the time because I know your time is so crazily busy and, and valuable as well. So I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. And thanks for all the kind words. I've come here again. It's lovely. You're <laughs> <laughs> so welcome. Plenty more coming your way. So for those um, of my followers in particular that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, about who you are? Absolutely. Um, So I'm a performer myself. I graduated in 2019. um, And since then, I've been doing all sorts, really, from choreography to actress in educational films to TV. Um, So yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. And all while doing that, since I've been in training, I've run this account, which is called the Performer Journals. And it's to help aspiring performers kind of break into the industry and just support people who are out there working or fresh graduates. Um, So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I do in a in a very quick nutshell, really. I love that. And can I just say, I, lo- I love the content that you put on your page so much. There's always so many golden nuggets and golden tips, but in a really, it sounds strange, but in a not presumptuous way whatsoever, you just kind of break it down into the basics. Like I was watching something of yours the other day. I think it was talking about, you know, if you need to be good at picking up routines, picking up choreography in an audition. And I was watching it going, oh my gosh, because you know I'm not a dancer. I was watching it going, please let's be a no, please let's be a no. And it's just, you're so, you're so down to earth tips and tricks and it's just you're very approachable I guess is, is what I'm trying to say and I love I love how you do it um so what is it that kind of inspired you to create this platform for yourself where you are creating you know a space a safe space for performers to learn and grow and and get tricks and tips um well thank you I'm so glad that you enjoy our content because it's um it's a lot of work but I love it um but I think when I was younger I really didn't know where to get in I didn't know anyone who'd been a performer and my parents were a bit clueless they wanted help but they just didn't know how um 
And I think that's the case for so many performers. And I think so many performers end up missing out on getting their foot in the door and getting into the industry just for the simple fact that the knowledge isn't out there. It's kind of who you know, not what you know. And I'm trying my hardest to kind of change that. But I remember being, before even being in training, I wanted someone to help me. And then I looked into it in training, like I was dealing with really bad injuries and timetables and, you know, what would life be like out of college because it's a whole different world. And there was no one really out there giving that support and that advice. Um, So I knew if I ever got to be doing what I wanted to do, I wanted to be able to share um, some info and <laughs> help people that are, are going through that, that have got the talent, that have got the courage and the drive and the resilience, but just don't know where to get the information from to get into it. So that's kind of why I did it. <laughs> wow, I love that. And how long how long has it been up and running now, your, your page? Nearly two years. Uh, it'll be two years at the start of May. So um, there's loads of bits happening that I'm going to do for our two years without giving so much away. Um, there's a video that I'd love for many people to be involved in, um, which is open to all performers. So if you head over to my page um, after this, you can find a little bit about the video that I'm creating to celebrate performers. Um, so that's happening for our two year anniversary because it's the followers that make the, the account run like I would love to say it's me it's not <laughs> um they inspire me all the time and they're the reason I do it so um if you want to get involved I would love that um and we've got some other little bits that are going to be coming on maybe a cheeky giveaway you know those kind of things coming up oh my, yeah. oh my gosh a giveaway giveaways are my literal favorite they're my absolute favorite <laughs> I love them I love them I'm so ready for a giveaway Oh my gosh! So on the topic of your page, actually, I didn't. I did want to ask you this. So, obviously, as performers, we kind of we need to learn how to market ourselves, right? We become our own brand, and you have kind of created a brand on top of you as a performer, but also as a safe space for people. Um, and I was chatting to some other performers that are training at the moment, and they're all saying they're getting all this training on creating their brand on social media, getting their work out there on social media. I feel really old saying this. When I was at university. I didn't get taught any of that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. It was only two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's a, very, it's a very new thing that we need to be able to promote ourselves on social media as well. So, I mean, do you have any kind of advice or things that you've learned as you've created your brand on social media that performers could take on and use in their own work? Absolutely. I mean, with social media, I think while it has many, you know, darker sides that we've got to stay safe online there are so many elements of social media that is so underestimated when i see people blowing up on social media platforms nine out of ten times they're performers they're actors they're dancers they're singers um and i think literally the social media platforms especially things like tiktok are just made for us like they showcase dance acting and singing what is more beneficial than that? And actually, I've got loads of auditions through social media because either there's talent scouts or you see pe- things that people have shared or, um, you know, you're on Facebook groups and someone just posts something. I think social media is so underestimated. And I think if you portray yourself in the right way, there could be no limits because often casting directors do come on there. And even when you've applied through 
you know, you star now, you spotlight, you've emailed them, whatever. They will look at your so- social media because one thing they don't know from your CV is what you're like to work with. Well, if we head over to someone's social media, we find out pretty pretty quickly a bit about them, you know, on what they've shared, on what they're posting, what they're getting up to. So I'd always say as a performer, share behind the scenes, show that you're learning scripts, show that you're doing a workout, show that you're going through your rep, doing self-tapes, show all that. But then also show your personal side. They want to get to know you. They're investing in you as a performer. So show things like um, you having a nice time with your family or, you know, whatever you want to show. Maybe it's your favourite TV series. I don't know. But share bits about you because that's the personal element that they go on there to see that they can't get from your CV and your headshot. So when you're doing your social media, yes, showcase your skills, but also while you're being professional, also be personal because that's what they're really looking for. Mm, That is so powerful. Social media is where it's at right now. Like you said, there's so many auditions these days. The last performing job that I got, which I rehearsed for a couple of weeks ago, I got off of Instagram because I saw I saw someone had posted on their story. It was actually I was following the the creator of this show and they posted saying that they were looking for someone. I saw it and I emailed it. And because obviously they, we had that connection on Instagram, it just kind of it flowed from there. So it's so powerful. Are there any are there anything to avoid that you say with social media? Um. I would say obviously staying safe online. You know, loads of people want like a mass following, which is all great. But are they the people that are going to support you that actually want to see your content? Are they the right people that should be following you? And, you know, I'm so careful, even though I've got a a 5,000 platform, it's not huge, but it's um, a lot of people to kind of keep on top of. And I try and make sure that everyone's going to be safe on my platform because, you know, I've got young performers on there. Um, I have to be really careful about who follows me because sometimes they're not performer related. (laughs) Um, So, you know, you have to you have to be careful. And I think as long as you're sensible with it, um, there's no reason why it wouldn't work for you. And also just be careful about what you share because once it's out on social media, it's out there. And, you know, we see these things all the time that people posted something five years ago and they're getting sacked for jobs in the West End because of it. You know, there was quite a famous one quite recently. But, you know, you've got to be so careful um, because the littlest comment when it's out there, it's out there for the world to see. So as long as you're sensible with it, I think it, the world is your oyster. But obviously you do have to be just sensible with what you're putting out 100 percent. if i can add one thing to that as well just kind of tying on with what you were saying in terms of what's out there what you think i feel like the biggest no-no for casting directors or anyone in the arts really is people with difficult personalities or people that are negative towards um, performers other creatives so just really making sure that you're not getting caught up in negative gossip about anybody i feel like that's probably one of the most key things that you don't want to have absolutely Absolutely. I mean, you know, if they're coming to look at you to see whether they want to cast you, if you're, you know, saying something maybe a bit negative about someone, okay, we don't know the connotation and what's gone on behind the scenes, but they're only going to take what they see. And all they've got is you saying something bad about someone else. Are they going to really want to work with you? You know, you might have a reason for it. And, you know, there might be loads of stuff going on. But unfortunately, you know, they're not going to know that. So I think it's just, it is being very, very careful. Yeah, 100%, 100%.
But I've got one more social media question, then we'll move on because I <laughs> because you do have such a wonderful platform. I really just wanted to kind of share your tips. Well. Oh, thank you. Do you have any tips on? Because I know you say five thousand is quite small, but to a lot of people, for me, that's like, oh my gosh, well done. Okay. Do you have any tips on growing a following? Um, so I would say try and connect with people that are in your your niche or whatever kind of content that you're putting out. Make sure that you kind of get the right followers in. So, you know, platforms like Can You Dance, I find loads of great performers that are looking for advice on there um, that I, you know, I reach out to them. I say, look, I've got this free content. If you don't want to follow it, that's fine. Um, but if you want to follow it, you know, I'm always happy to help. 24-7, you can just drop me a message. Um, and that always goes down well because you just want to help. You're not in it for money or, you know, anything like that because it's completely free. Um, so I think that always really helps, reaching out to people in your niche. Um, but in terms of following, I think it's just knowing what kind of content you want to put out there and attracting the audience. And um, in terms of Instagram at the minute, the algorithm is not great. You know, it's not reaching, you know, I've got 5,000 something followers and it's reaching like 300 tops. And it's like, wow, it's really not going to get seen. So if you want to have a larger following at the minute I'd recommend posting a lot of content but posting it on TikTok because at the minute that's where that's where it's at so um if you want to grow a following I definitely recommend getting on TikTok and posting at least three videos a day it's a lot of work um but if you want to grow your following that's probably the best way to do it at the minute personally <laughs> I love that I love that you heard it here first TikTok that's so cool and I love your TikTok they are so so like succinct and simple but at the same time like, hey, it's just me prancing about like a loon 99% at the time like 99% I honestly I honestly love it guys go check out her TikTok <laughs> okay. pardon sorry what's your TikTok name it's just Bethany on Win. plain and simple <laughs> Bethany on Win. yeah brilliant <laughs> I love that awesome so I want to chat a bit more about your can you kind of tell us like I know you've done so many things in terms of both sides of the kind of room if you get what I mean choreography performing film and tv that kind of stuff can you tell us some of the highlights, some of your favourite things that you've done over the last few years. Yeah, um, so I get this question quite quite a lot from followers and things. I think they're always really interested to know what my my ultimate favourite was. Um, I think coming out of college, I got my first um, choreography job and that was like a three-month contract. And that will always hold a very special place in my heart because I got to choreograph for the Cresset Theatre in Peterborough. It was footloose. Um, it's massive in there. Um, when I walked in, I was like, oh my God, my work's going to be on this band. Um, and I had a lovely cast, um, you know, some amazing performers. And that was that was incredible. That was a really great contract. Um and in terms of other bits, I've done some great filming. I've met some lovely, lovely people. Um, and I'm working on a project now and the director's lovely. And my co-worker, she's an incredible actress. Um, so I'm really enjoying that. And um, I think recently I filmed for a TV series. I can't say which one because it's not been aired yet. Um, but it was it was amazing, the whole the whole experience from being in this hotel to then turning up to set every day and getting your hair and makeup done and then getting in beautiful costumes. Um, 
yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, um, a great experience really. So I'm very grateful that I get to do what I do. You know, I'm very lucky and I'm very thankful and I make sure that, you know, um, because I'm so grateful, I make sure that I'll keep doing my utmost to, to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. That's all we want, isn't it? Just keep doing it no matter what happens. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wow. Wow, sounds like you've had an amazing, amazing ride. And any more things coming your way as well. That is so cool. Hopefully. Um, oh, yeah. So hopefully about <laughs> it, you might. So hopefully about it. So over on my channel, I do really like to talk about the positives, but I also like to kind of acknowledge that there are tough times in the industry as well. So is there kind of one in particular kind of obstacle or challenge that you've come up with in your performing career, kind of how you felt about it and then how you came across it, overcame it as well? Um... Well, there's been, you know, I won't sugarcoat anything at the best of times. While this is the most amazing industry and I'm super grateful um, and it's the most fun ever, um, there's inevitably going to be hard days. And, you know, there's been, I've had horrendous injuries, um, especially during training. I really suffered with bad injuries from spine injury to um, being in a brace for like eight weeks. Um you know, all of those things were really difficult. Um, coming out of training, um, I went into the industry and, <laughs> you know, as you do, you think, yeah, I'm so ready. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I got my first big thing come through and a contract through. And, um, you know, it's been touch and go whether it was going to happen I was penciled in and then I got my contract and I was like I've got it written down like this is actually happening um and you know I really thought I mean it was like a childhood every little girl's dream basically job um and I was so excited I told my whole family and I'd literally sent them photos of my passport so they could book my tickets to get on the plane to go film it and um, two days before Christmas, they messaged me saying, "I'm releasing you from the contract. We've had a um, we've had a meeting with all the filming departments, and we realised we've got ten other people that actually we didn't really need. So we're going to release you." And that was like, I don't know. I just remember weeping. Like I'm not even going to sugarcoat that. Like I was heartbroken like I told all my friends and family I'd had it in writing I'd literally sent my passport off to get my plane ticket to go and do this filming in the Caribbean um and I was so excited like it was going to be three months of literally solid filming you know it was guaranteed income all of those things um as well as it just being the most incredible opportunity and I'd got it in writing and then for it to come back and say, oh, actually, we've had a meeting and, you know, we've got 10 extra people and you're one of them. <laughs> um, that was, it It just felt like, when when is it going to get easier? And the reality is, unfortunately, it, it doesn't. But you just, you just keep going with it. If you stay persistent enough, you know, other things did happen for me because I wasn't doing that contract, you know, and maybe that's exactly where I needed to be that's going to lead me on to something else. And that's kind of how you have to look at it. But I think for me, having it in writing and then it not happening was like, the biggest shock that people could do that but it's unfortunately it's the biz wow oh i can't i can't even imagine having it all so set in stone yeah and, the, and they're just taking away from you because I, I feel like 
the reason I liked Ask the Question is because, you know, our industry is amazing. It's the most incredible job, I think, in the entire world. I love mm-hmm. it. But there are tough times, and I think it's important to know what some of them can be so you can prepare yourself for them because something like that can completely derail you. Yeah. It probably did for a while. I'm sure it did. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I came home. I mean, this wasn't the last Christmas. It's the one before, so pre-corona times. Um, and it happened as it happens. I don't think the filming would have happened anyway because of Corona. So you know, it's it's what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I came home and obviously I told all my family because I I sent off my passport to get the, my plane tickets. By that point, you know, I got my contract written down. Um, I yeah. told all my family and to have to come home at Christmas and tell them that I hadn't got it was horrendous because they were like I thought you had a contract I'm like I did I did <laughs> I was like fuming I was like I did don't talk about it um but yeah no it was it was hard and I think it's taught me a valuable lesson that you have to be very um careful even though you've got it written down you still until you're there <laughs> it's yep. it's never a guaranteed and I think you've got to prepare yourself for that and just keep working and focusing on on what's coming up and not pin everything on one thing you know um because sometimes things don't work out like with corona you know um the most unpredictable thing happened but like I say it is the most incredible industry and other things happened because I wasn't doing that um, which I think will have led me to where I needed to be. But it was just it was just one of those moments where you think, oh, I really wanted that. But you know, other things will come and eventually we'll get there. But it was it, that was really, really tough. It's never gonna be completely an easy walk, but um, you know, as long as you're persistent and you keep going over those hurdles, eventually you will get to the to the finish line, shall we say? Yeah, absolutely. That's such an interesting thing that you said about the lesson in terms of, you know, not getting fully excited about something until you're you're actually there. Because I, it's so, it's so funny you said that, I had the opposite experience. So when I got cast in We'll Rock You, I just didn't believe that it was real. I didn't believe it was real. I, I thought what happened to you was going to happen to me. I just thought I was, I was going to get the email saying, oh my gosh, we've made a massive mistake. You're not cast as old. Sorry. <laughs> I just kept thinking that was going to happen. So I, I told my parents that. But that was it. And I literally flew all the way to Miami. Even for the first week of rehearsals, I still didn't tell anybody else. I didn't post anything about it on social media because I was so scared. And then finally I did. And I, I personally wish that I had let myself get more excited about it mm. and trusted that I was worth it. Yeah. So I think it's a mixture of both, isn't it? You know, knowing that you'll be okay if it is taken away, but letting yourself be excited about it. Yeah. Such a tough balance, isn't it? I don't Absolutely. And I think like you need to you need to get excited because it's what you're passionate about. Um and obviously I I, I do still get excited because these are amazing and exciting opportunities and you know, I do get really excited about it. But I think I always try and um now rather than like telling all my family even if I've got a contract and you know, um it is getting excited, but I think not pinning um, everything on that, like looking at the bigger picture. Um, but yeah, definitely get excited because that's an amazing opportunity. And either way, you've learned it, you've got it. Um, you know, and I think that's important to acknowledge. 
but it is it is it's tough then when you don't get it but that's one of the things you like I say I was really upset but I still kept going and that's that's the key I think yeah that's huge do you have any do you have any kind of tips for people that may be going through rejection because I'm sure people in the performing industry will go through rejection that's part part and parcel of the industry do you have any like little things that you do you know if you do get a tough no or a tough bit of rejection is there something that you do that you know will kind of Yeah, I mean, well, rejection is redirection first. Um, Whenever you're pulled back, you've got to think of yourself as an arrow. The only way you can go is shoot forwards. Um, And I think thinking of it like that is like the difference between you persevering, getting up the next day and getting on with it and being more determined than, you know, letting it define you. Um, I think with rejection, you know, look, it, it's inevitable in this industry. You know, you can be the most talented person in the world and still not be the right height or have the right look or, you know, fit the girl's last costume before you or fit the guy's tap shoes, you know. Um, it's just one of them things. It can be down to a lot of external factors as well, which you need to remind yourself of. Like sometimes, you know, I, I turn up to an audition and they pick out the 10 brunettes and then there's just a ginger one on the end like I'm gonna get cut like it's just inevitable you know when they're all 5'8 and I'm 5'5 gone you know and that's not necessarily any steps that I've done wrong it's just I didn't grow enough when I was younger you know and there's nothing I can do about that I can't magic three inches um I could try with a little bun but I don't think it'd do enough um so you know you have to look at it from external factors as well Uh, you know not all of it is down in fact 99% of the time it's not talent like genuinely there's so many external things that you've got to think about do they have the right chemistry are they right height do they fit the costume you know there's so many things also especially now with corona are they near where they where the the venue is because we don't want to have to pay for people to travel we don't want them traveling far you know we don't want to have to pay extra expenses of putting people up in hotels we've had a pretty big hit this year so they're going to be trying to get people with with local bases so if you ain't local the chances are you might not be in with the chance of getting that contract and that's not down to your talent that's just the situation right now um So I think that's really important to remember. I mean, if something goes wrong in an audition and you get rejected because of it, say you didn't know your rep well enough, get a singing lesson, address it. Say that you, you know, you really fluff the monologue, get some acting lessons, you know, do what you need to do, acknowledge it, address it, move on, you know, because the next one is a different audition. It's a different panel. They don't know what happened before you and every panel wants you to do well. They don't want to come in and think, oh, I really want to sit here and listen to a load of rubbish actors all day. Like they don't want that. They want to find the right people for their shows. Um, So they'll always be rooting for you and wanting you to do well. So I think as long as you remember that going into the next one, put the last one away, get up the next morning, allow yourself a bit of time to be safe do what you need to do to feel better eat ice cream binge watch whatever series you like but then the next morning you get up you plan you get ready and you you get stuck in rejection is redirection there's something bigger waiting for you that's all that was telling you oh my gosh like you need to pick up a mic and drop it right now that's it i need to repeat this The, the thing you said about the arrow Imagine yourself as an arrow, and if you get pulled back, you get pushed back by that rejection, 
that's just giving you momentum to move forward even faster. Huh. Yeah, wow. that's literally how you have to think of it, I think, because otherwise it, it can really hurt people, you know, and sometimes the rejections, they can be brutal, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say, oh, they, they say, oh, I'm really sorry, we're just not quite right for you this time. I mean, 90% of them say that. But, you know, sometimes you will get the odd one and it is quite personal and something not sometimes not always things you can work on. Um, you know, I once got told they didn't like my face. What am I going to do about that? Do you know what I mean? What do you what do you personally want me to go away and work on from this audition? You know, um, but that's just something, you know, it could have been that I reminded them of someone they didn't like. And that's just life, you know, and, you know, while I would have not like to have had to pay for the train ticket to get there to find that out it's just it's just one of them things and it's part of the business and you know you become more resilient and you become more ready and you know you can tackle anything at that point so just remember that you know while it won't always be nice and it won't always be easy if you persevere enough you will get to where you want to be yeah, it's so true. And just stay stay strong and stay true for what it is that you want. Absolutely. And believe in yourself. Have confidence within you. Like, yeah, okay, I might be not be their cup of tea, but the next guy who comes along who's casting exactly what I want, I might be perfect for what he wants, you know? So it's, it's just one of them things. 100%. And it's all just about, you know, using auditions as a free dance class, as a free song presentation yeah. practice. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I feel like people do better when they think of it as just like a class because they're so relaxed and often it's in the jobs they don't want. Like I I auditioned for Universal Japan. I didn't personally want to go to Japan. <laughs> I knew my mother would have a cardiac arrest. So I was like, I didn't really want to get through this audition and I got a recall and I was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. But at the same time, I was like... That's typical. That is typical, that. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things. I was just relaxed, I think, and I was just enjoying the class. So, it, Yeah, the class. Yeah. Not the audition, the class. I love that. It's such a mindset game. Mm. A mindset game. Yeah. Do you have any kind of any things that you do before your audition to get you into the right space? Um, it depends, really, um, on which audition I'm going to. Um if it's one where I've got to go in and do a very, very serious monologue, you know, and I'm having to really channel that character, then I'm a bit more careful about what I do beforehand and who I speak to, um, just so I have time to get myself in that place. Um, but, you know, to be honest, I always try and do the same thing. I, you know, listen to music on the journey down there. I try not to psych myself out by going over lines or doing that because I know that I know them and I just overthink all the time I don't know if anyone's like me but I'm an overthinker um so I get on the train and I try and listen to music and just enjoy the journey and remembering that I'm just having fun like who else just gets to travel to London just for their day job you know um and I think that always that always helps me I make sure that I try and take it as stressless as possible you know I do everything the night before so I can just enjoy the, the time that I'm having um, and then normally when I get there, I love speaking to people. Like I'm such a social butterfly. <laughs> like I love to find out what people are up to and what they're doing and network with people. Um, 
So I, I I love to talk to people in audition cues or in the room before while you're warming up or whatever. You, um, yeah, I tend to do a, a lot of talking and just kind of being myself really and stretching and doing what I need to do. Um, but like I say, if I've got a very serious character, I'll have a little chat, but then I'll I'll put my headphones in or do whatever and just kind of get in my zone um, to go in because if you've got to channel something very traumatic it's very hard to switch from being hi no 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 without being like she's a lot to take <laughs> but it's just it's just one of those it's just one of those things but I do try and just be normal and <laughs> remember it's a normal day and you know other people are busy doing their day jobs and this is just yours and it's kind of just how I how how I think about it really. If I did anything I think too much, if I was like, right, today's an audition day, I've gotta do this and you know, I've gotta make sure that I listen to this before I go in or you know, I think I'd psych myself out. So um I just try and talk to people and have a normal morning, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that just for you. Mm. Just yeah. it's so easy to be in there and think, Oh, I need to be a certain way or a certain type of person to be getting this role but just be you because yeah. they'll, they'll know not being you yeah they <laughs> yeah they can tell very quickly who's being authentic and who isn't ah, 100% oh wow that is so valuable alright I'm going to make another like right turn onto a different topic there are so many things I want to talk to you about so obviously you are like such an entrepreneur at the same time you've got so many other different sides going on can you kind of give us a very brief overview of of <laughs> the other things that you have in your life yeah um so obviously I have the performer journals um which is a free resource so you know that is kind of is a business but kind of just do it to help <laughs> rather than run it as a, like a business business um but with that I created a journal for performers so I do you know um sell a journal that is specifically designed for performers um, and then I also, with my partner, run Dancing Tees Official, which is um, a dance clothing line. He actually made me this hoodie. I know it says TPJ, but he made me that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's like a dance fashion brand. So, you know, we, we do tees mainly, um, but we also do shorts and leggings and sports bras and all the rest of it, um, which is like more dance fashion based. Um, so we run Dancing Tees Official together. And then we also run Wax Infusion, which is a wax melt business. Um, so they're three very different ball games, but... Um, and I can't take all the credit. My partner is amazing and he does incredible amounts of work and he's so driven and passionate and not one of these things would have started without him. Like credit where credit's due. Like I always wanted to start performing journalists, but he was the one that's got to be like, Beth, you've got to be the one to do this. You've got to, like, you're so passionate about it. You know, you've got to, you've got to get it done. And he helped me set up my website, um, you know, and he's created all the websites and all the, helped me with all the marketing side of it. And he's so driven. Um, so yeah, it's, it's him as well. Like he does a lot. Um, you know, I can't take full credit, especially with Wax Infusion and Dancing Teats. He mainly does a lot of that. Um, but, you know, together we, we do a lot. And I think it's important to kind of keep keep other things going that aren't performer related because it's actually really nice to think 
about other stuff like not be completely consumed by it because then it defines you and I always try and remember I'm a human first before I'm a performer so I'm allowed to have other things going on um you know and allowed to to be my own person and do different things um because if for any reason I got injured which touch wood I won't um I've got other things that kind of keep me in the loop whether it be the dance outfits whether it be um making wax melts whether it be um, me selling journals or whether it may just be spending more time on the platform helping other performers and keeping my toe in that way I think it's so important to to be surrounded by other things and not just the I do one thing and that's perform you know I get that does it make the performing when you come to it does it make that more exciting and more special then as well yeah it definitely does while I love the businesses and things um performing is for me what I want to do and you know I do do but you know um I want to do more rather than you know keep doing over the years but it's it is nice to be able to talk about something other than that to be fair it's nice yeah yeah, I totally understand what you mean. Totally understand. So obviously that's a lot. Like that's that's a lot. And can I just tell you and your partner sound like the dream team, like the actual dream team? <laughs> well, fingers crossed. I don't know how he feels about that, but yeah, hopefully. <laughs> He's put up with it for four years, so fingers crossed. <laughs> well, yeah, I reckon, I reckon you got to keep it there. <laughs> I do too. Well, whether he feels the same, I don't know. yeah um yeah no it's 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 difficult because um if I ever take time off or you know I'm not doing one thing I'm like well I should be doing this for this or I should be doing this for this um and that is quite difficult to to try and manage because obviously performing is my priority but say if I spent all morning self-taping and then maybe afternoons doing tiktoks for tpj slash me um you know to help my career and then I'm like, oh, I've got to the end of the day and I haven't done anything for Dance and Tease or Wax and Fusion and poor Lewis has been working on it all day and I haven't done a thing. Um, it gets quite it gets quite stressful, but at the same time, I have to remind myself that rain wasn't built in a day. <laughs> and, um, you know, I have, to, I have to journal rigorously. I don't know how I did it before, um, but like before, I never used to keep a diary. And in 2020 my partner got me a journal and I journaled every day without fail. And I went from literally nothing, no schedule. I don't know how I did it, not having a schedule because now I literally could not live without a journal because it's become such an integral part of, it's okay, that day is based for that kind of content. That day is based for this. This is your time. Um, and scheduling out my days so that I fit everything in and be as productive as I can and then reflect on what worked, what didn't work. Okay, so tomorrow I'm going to do it like this. Um, because without that, I think I would feel completely lost and completely overwhelmed. But because I have that structure and I can designate different tasks to different days and then if I get an urgent self-tape come in, I can look at my schedule and work out where I can switch things around to make it work. Um, 
But people think being a self-employed performer, I just get up and I just do a ballet class a day and that's it. And then maybe I take a shower and then and then maybe I'll watch something for inspo. And it's like, no, that's really not what my life is like. You know, and my parents will say, it's Sunday, what are you doing today? And I'm like, work. They're like, but you work the last eight days. <laughs> yes, but it's being self-employed is just choosing which 800 hours you want to work a week. It's not that, you know, you don't have to do the nine to five. Um, but yeah, it's just, it is difficult and it is hard to balance it all. But if you get a structure and install good habits, that way you look after yourself as well, because otherwise you feel completely overwhelmed, completely drained. You need time where you can switch off. So from eight o'clock in the evening, we have no technology. Most evenings, you know, if I get the odd message, like you messaged me last night and I was like, ah, I've got to reply to Hayley because I'm on this show tomorrow. Um, oh, you know, sorry. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. Loads of people message me and I'm just a really old grandma. So I just switch it off at eight o'clock um, so that I have a couple of hours to wind down and we can do some like meditation or just chill in the dark for a little bit. Um, you know, so we just have that time. Um, and in the morning, I don't have technology on from six to eight. So I literally have time to get my workout done with no distractions, you know, shower, plan, eat, a good breakfast. And then I'm like, right, now I can start dealing with the day. And that actually taking those two hours at the end and the start of my day, while that may seem like a lot of time, it's actually the time I need to be more productive during the day. So I think working that out is has been difficult but i've got there now touch wood no it definitely sounds like you do so i'd love to ask as well because obviously there's lots of different things how do you find works best for for your scheduling i love asking i like to call people like you a multi-passionate person like you've got lots of different things you're really passionate about lots of different things you want to pour your time and, and efforts into as well do you find it's better to have say mondays are your performing practice tuesdays are for your instagram wednesdays are for the wax melts thursdays are for dance kind of things dividing different days or is it more you like to have an hour for each thing every single day a bit of both really um i have like an ideal week where i kind of work out what kind of theme is going to be for the day because i find if i task switch too much then I'm I'm never giving 100%. If I'm doing content in the morning and then some self-tapes and then trying to do a vocal reel in the afternoon, it does get too much because I can't give 100% without thinking about what I'm doing next. Whereas if I take a whole day for content, maybe the morning I'll do TikTok content, then I'll write a couple of blogs, then after lunch um, I'll do some Instagram or, you know, and prepare my social media for the week. I always do things in bulk because... If I just leave it till the last minute, it's very hit and miss. <laughs> um, so I do like bulk stuff. Um, so I do do a day of content, but it's not all like, okay, today I'm just focusing on TikTok or today I'm just focusing on Instagram. I do break the hours down into which needs to be blogs, what needs to be vlogs, what needs to be, you know, all the rest of it. Um, and then I do have days which are more not performer focus I try and do several things each day that are performer related which is applied to castings I do every day um I make sure that if I've got any self-tapes I do them ASAP um so if other things are planned I will make sure that I make time for those instead um and then what else do I do um I work out like nearly every day or stretch or do something on 
the fitness related to make sure that my health is up there to be able to do all these things. Um, and then, you know, other days of the week, maybe I'll assign for bigger tasks. So things like creating my vocal reel in the morning, then have lunch and then taking a class or doing whatever. Um, line learning a lot of the time at the minute, <laughs> you know, those kind of things. Um, so yeah, a bit of both. Like I do schedule out my days quite rigorously, but then I also try and stick to a theme so that I'm not task switching too much because otherwise that burns out your brain fuel just thinking about what you're doing rather than actually the task at hand. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, it does just take more mental energy when you're switching every times. But also, I find if I don't touch on certain things every single day, I start worrying about it and, and thinking about it anyway because I don't have something scheduled. So it's kind of that that fine line, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, makes yeah. Well, Beth, thank you so much. Honestly, I appreciate your time so, so much. There were so many golden nuggets we've touched on. What we've touched on, oh my goodness, social media, performing, being a multi-passionate business owner, being an absolute boss babe. You are just <laughs> mashed by and I'm so excited to see what comes up next for you. Thank you so much for, for sharing your time. I'm not sure if there's any other like, last tips or things you want to share with people that are listening and, and looking for some last nuggets to take about, about social media, building a brand as a performer, anything in those realms ah well firstly thank you for having me on because it's been an absolute pleasure um and you're so lovely i could talk to you forever um so please come on my podcast again soon because i i love talking to you um but yeah um i would just say like my main thing with social media professional but personal like show yourself don't be afraid to be authentically yourself Um, be proud of who you are because at the end of the day these casting directors they want to invest in you they're not investing in a character they've already done that they want to invest in the people now so make sure that you're showing what a lovely person you are to work with um, and to approach and to just connect with people on social media you know it's a great tool use it we have this advantage let's play with it you know so um yeah i would say use it as much as you can follow people connect with them reach out to them use it in any way you can i love that and as, as you can see beth is such a great resource to reach out to as well if you are a performer or an, a wannabe performer reach out to her she's just got so much knowledge and she's just so willing to share that's what i love about you most you're just so willing to share your your experiences and advice and guys she knows a heck of a lot in case i haven't gathered that <laughs> from this so beth thank you so much i appreciate you so much you're an absolute gem and a half have a wonderful day